Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. blue light glasses oh i thought it was because it's our genius episode (laughs) you're like look at me that's smart these are hot toasts Mm, they're nice thanks they make you look very smart since uh she's getting new glasses yeah she was like i guess i could get rid of some uh, old ones that i don't wear anymore and i was like oh no so she has a couple pair that are just blue light filtering so i was like uh yoink thank you nice yeah steal some for me Okay. I mean, if she's, you know, just getting rid of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, audience, I have a new look. Hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound smarter. Yeah. I went to the eye doctor and I went to the dentist twice this week. Oh. And I tried to give blood, but they said no good. Oh, no. No, thank you. That's what they always do, though. Was They're your like, iron too low? Yeah. Yeah. Usually is. Damn. I only went because they were giving away King's Island tickets for well, free. I keep meaning to go. When's the last day for that? It was Tuesday. Oh, shit. Because if I had gone, I would have just given you my tickets. Yeah. I can't. You can't roller coaster anymore. You're too old. I just get nauseous now. It's so dumb. That is dumb. Speaking of, you want to hear a really funny story? Yeah. So today, I got my nails done. Mm-hmm. And then had to go to work. And I was very hungry after getting my nails done. I had to wait an hour, which is fine. Because I didn't have an appointment. Mm-hmm. I only went in today. This is all very exciting. <laughs> I only went in to get my nails done today because I had a cancellation. So I had time. So I went in without an appointment. Blah, blah, blah. Point is, nails, ate lunch, went to work. On my break, I just automatically made myself food because I was like, this is the time when I eat. Mm-hmm. Between clients. Right. Halfway through eating my lunch, I was like, I am not hungry. <laughs> Wait in fact, minute. I feel gross because <laughs> I'd only eaten a few hours before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why do I feel so gross? And then I remembered, <laughs> oh, because you're just putting food on top of food in there. Mm-hmm. I just felt really dumb. <laughs> I forgot that I ate. <laughs> How long have I been a human being with a body? Bodies are hard. I know. Mine is not my friend right now. I know. Your teeth are uh rebelling are rebelling that's yes what i was just gonna say i know because i as listeners as you know got a root canal last month and a couple days ago i was just eating some granola Mm -hmm. just yogurt with honey and granola having a nice little snack no (laughs) broke my tooth in half and then i called my dentist to be like hello i this has to be taking this was a sunday night i called them monday morning they're yeah. like you already have an appointment on thursday and i was like right but 
there's a piece of my tooth is just kind of wiggling around in there. Ugh. It's not really attached to anything. Yeah. I'm afraid to bite down. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, sorry, we're booked. So oh. I had to go to a different dentist. Damn. But she was very nice. And she was like, I'm just going to pull that piece out and you'll be fine. Yeah. Until you can go in on Thursday. So then when I went in today, they had to undo all of the like all the, all the work that they did. Not all of oh. it. Because the, the root canal was fine. So that's good. Yeah. But then it needs a crown. This is also very exciting. So yeah. they have to do like what they call core buildup, which is just like putting stuff in there to hold the crown. Just stuff? Yeah, just stuff. Like Whatever they can find. Or... Yeah, yeah. Pull their gloves off and like. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to redo all of that so that there would be a good foundation for the crown when they get to it. So anyway, the point of the story is that I went in. I was scheduled for a filling, and my poor little student dentist was like, hello, let's do your filling. And I was like, actually. <laughs> she was like, I don't know how to do any of this. She Aww. needed a lot of help. But it worked out, and it was fine. And everything's great. <sighs> Is it? No. <laughs> no. Well, it's not. My teeth are fucked up. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Wow. It's all his fault. Maybe they should put some Gorilla Glue in your tooth. Maybe. Might work better. My brother was like, just yank them all out. Yeah. Full implants. Just do it. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. With whose money? Right. Oh, that would hurt so bad, too. Also, yes. And I feel like, honestly, even if you did that, something would happen. Something would happen. With you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. curse. I know. At least the dentist that I talked to today was very nice because usually they're very mean to me. In addition <laughs> to having a lot of issues. They're always rude. But anyway, it's not anyway. what we came here to talk about. No, what did we come here to talk about? What are we doing here? Why am I here? You. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> because you're my best friend. Oh. This is Replay Rewind. A, a podcast. <laughs> a podcast that's recorded in a garage that may or may not be full of giant scary critters. I'm, to be honest, I'm less worried about a critter and more worried about a person in the yeah. attic of my garage. That's fair. Which is like, you know whatever yeah if you need a place to be that seems like a terrible place it's hot yeah but like (laughs) (laughs) we need a a recording in progress light (laughs) for whatever is going on in the rest of your garage ghosts or critters or yeah like whatever you need to do but like do it later yeah once a week okay anyway we're here to record a podcast about movies and this month we're talking about the movie Baby Geniuses. Sure are. So this is our theme episode, and we're going to talk about some real life baby geniuses. Not actual babies. They were all babies once. Right, but not geniuses <laughs> at the time. Yeah, so uh, genius babies. Yeah, so I figured I'd start off, like any bad valedictorian speech, I figured I would start off with the definition of the word genius. Yeah, let's hear it. Which is a characteristic of original and exceptional insight in the performance of some art or endeavor that surpasses expectations, mm. sets new standards for the future, mm. establishes better methods of operation, okay. or remains outside the capabilities of competitors. Nice. Genius is associated with intellectual ability and creative productivity. The term genius can also be used to refer to people characterized by genius and or to polymaths who excel across many subjects. Hmm. Polymaths means they don't want to commit to just one math. (laughs) (laughs) Algebra, geometry, 
I'll do it all. Trigonometry. Third, thank you. <laughs> Get over here, baby. Third math. Third math. <laughs> there is no scientifically precise definition of genius. Mm. When used to refer to the characteristic, genius is associated with talent. But several authors, such as Cesar Lombroso and Arthur Schopenhauer, systematically distinguish these terms. Mm. Walter Isaacson, biographer of many well-known geniuses, explains that although high intelligence may be a prerequisite, the most common trait that actually defines a genius may be the extraordinary ability to apply creativity and imaginative thinking to almost any situation. Yeah, that makes sense. You got to be able to think outside the box, as it were. Yeah. To come up with a, you know, a new situation. Exactly. Whatever the box may be. Yeah, you're not limited by it. Yep. Your brain excels past a box. Exactly. <laughs> There's a great story that Isaac Asimov told about going to see his mechanic. And mm. he's like, this guy was not super intelligent. You yeah. know, he's a mechanic. He's kind of dumb. But any the second my car broke down, I went to him immediately, you know, and he fixed it. Yeah. And so he's like, what if he wrote the intelligence quota? You know, like yeah. inte- the way he defines intelligence is way different from the way I define it. But he is way smarter in, than I am. Yeah. In something, you know, so it's like. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Relative. If the scale is how to fix a car, Isaac Asimov is an idiot. He's boned. <laughs> he's he's walking. He's straight up boned. <laughs> let me get my said. let me get my toolkit, aka wallet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then, of course, a child prodigy is a person under the age of ten who produces meaningful output in some domain at the level of an ex of an adult expert. So we're aged out of that. Yeah. We, we're not going to make it. Child prodigy, Harry Potter letters. <laughs> <laughs> We've aged out of it. Damn it. Uh, the term is also applied more broadly to young people who are extraordinarily talented in some field, which I feel like is what the first sentence just said. Same thing over and over again. But yeah, it's kind of, we get it. You could also call them a wonderkind. You could. A German word. If you felt like it. I've, I've never... Not yet, but who knows? Leaving it open to possibility. Hmm. So. So. Let's talk about some child prodigies that have existed. Not us. <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty uh, prodigious. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. At uh, mm, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. I do. There was one that I was reading about that was like she learned to read at the age of three, and I was like, "Me too." Yeah. Me so too. maybe if I had been given the proper true, probably not because I couldn't pay attention to anything. Yeah. Ever. I do like. I have seen more people. I don't know if it's more common or if I'm just seeing it more, but people teaching their infants sign language. Yeah. Because they want to communicate. Yeah. But they just don't have the literal ability yeah like physical ability Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's really cool the baby that i work with can sign more and um thank you and yes and no and please oh that's more than me i'm trying to think if they're i tried to teach him banana but that's it's kind of complicated bananas are complicated (laughs) they are (laughs) um i don't know if i've taught him any other yeah milk he knows milk nice so yeah he knows quite a few and i tried to teach him other ones you know and Mm -hmm. he's like and I'll I so I ask him, do you want to do this? And I'll say yes or no Aww. to remind him of what the signs look like, and also yeah to get his input because he should yeah you know just because yeah. he can't say it is really cute though because he thinks that shaking his head side to side means yes. 
<laughs> so I'm like, I know you that you want to go outside. <laughs> I'm like, you want to go outside? He's like, yes, so much. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of, and I think I think it's really important to teach. I mean, I think everybody should learn sign language. Yeah, but kids especially, yeah, because like you're saying, they cannot talk yet. Yeah, and you can't they, express your intelligence it's much more difficult to express any type of intelligence without being able to communicate so yep so maybe if that catches on more maybe we'll have more child prodigies yeah more baby geniuses well for some from the past oh yes i think the most famous in fact if you go to the wikipedia page for child prodigy there's a picture of mozart on it oh so he's like yeah he's the guy he's the one yeah he was born january 27th 1756 Mm. The seventh of seven children, but only one other of them survived. So it's just him and his sister. Damn. I know. I included this just because it's hilarious. Hmm. His baptismal record has his full Latinized name, which is Johannes Chrysostomus Wolfgangus Theophilus Mozart. That sounds like the mammalia family class (laughs) species, whatever, genius. Yeah, genus. All that. <laughs> genius. Genius. Yes. Nice. <laughs> he tended to call himself Wolfgang Amade Mozart. Huh. And of course, most people know him as Wolfgang Amadeus. But, uh. Yeah, Amade doesn't work in this song as well. No. <laughs> Amade. Amade. <laughs> you have to sing it to the tune of I'm a Bee by Will I Am. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so he could play the harpsichord at age four and started composing his own songs at age five. Could he play it well? Because <laughs> I think any four-year-old can play a piano. smash a harpsichord <laughs> with their little chubby fists. Yeah. Um, his sister, in her memoirs, said he often spent much time at the clavier picking out thirds, which he was ever striking. And his pleasure showed that it sounded good. So he liked it, whether or not anybody else did. That's what's important. In the fourth year of his age, his father, for a game as it were, began to teach him a few minuets and pieces at the clavier. He could play it faultlessly and with the greatest delicacy and keeping exact time. Hmm. At the age of five, he was already composing little pieces, which he played to his father who wrote them down. Do they not have the same dad? (laughs) She's like, that's his dad. (laughs) I don't claim that guy. Sounds like your uh, family. That's true. We yeah. do that too. So mm-hmm. maybe that's they just had a this, in joke like we do. Yeah. That's your father. Everybody's inside jokes have always existed. That's true. <laughs> and then he wrote his first symphony at the age of eight. Was it good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, if it was nice. bad, they would have been like, I mean, he, it's trash. But, <laughs> but he, he did it. it yeah. So. Anyway. How hard can it be to, <laughs> to impress people in the 1700s? Come on. I have never even seen a car. <laughs> How hard can it be? I could go back to 1756 and write a fucking symphony. It's not that hard. <laughs> no, there just, were like seven songs. Right? Oh, that shit's new and hopping. Write one now, okay? It makes me think of the John Williams skit from Whitest Kids. <laughs> yeah. He's just walking around his house going, and the drive through, they're like, sir, <laughs> please. Yeah. Anyway. Also in the world of music, but a little more recently, we got Stevie Wonder, who was born May 13th in 1950. 
Cool. His his name is Steveland. Okay. Stevie is short for Steveland. Sure. Never heard that. Or maybe Stevland. I don't know. There's not a second E in there. Steveland Hardaway Judkins, which just sounds made up. Uh, Stevlandus <laughs> Hardaway, yes. Judkin, you must. Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, so he was born six weeks early, and because of that, he had to be put into an incubator. And unfortunately, when you put babies into an incubator, the oxygen-rich environment does help their little lungs develop, Yeah, but it also puts them at risk for retinopathy of prematurity, Oh, which in some cases, in most cases, is fine. Yeah. But in some cases, like in Stevie Wonders, it can cause retinal detachment. Oh, yeah. So he went blind. Whoops. Which is such a, like, that's so hard, you know? You're yeah. like, well, obviously I have to save my kid, but then you're like, well, he's blind because of what we did, but if yeah. we hadn't have done that, Do they still do exist. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes you hear about medical procedures that, you know, are like, yeah, they used to do this and the cost was high, Yeah, you know, but now it's like they figured out better ways to do things, but mm-hmm. Yeah, from sad. what I can tell, it's still, I mean, just having that much oxygen when you're that little yeah. is still, like, can cause that, mm-hmm. but- it's really the only thing you can do. But I think most people are fine. Yeah. Um, or There's it, just a chance that it could happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened to him. But what are you going to do? So at the age of four, he sang in the church choir. Oh. And then it doesn't exactly say how old, but just that at a young age, he started learning to do other things musically, like write music, sing, play the piano, organ, harmonica, and the drums. Nice. And then he got signed by Motown Records in 1961, so when he was 11, and released Damn. his first album in 1962 at the age of 12. Hell yeah. Under the name Little Stevie Wonder. Aww. And so I think they just kind of were thinking like, hey, this kid's great. You know, we'll we'll get him out there and it'll be kind of a flash in the pan. But then he yeah. just kept cranking out hits and they were like, well, drop the little and he'll just be Stevie Wonder and <laughs> there he goes, you know? Regular ass Stevie Wonder. Regular ass. It's like Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo. Yeah, now they're just Bow Wow and Romeo? Mm-hmm. Nice. Bow Wow for sure. I don't know about Lil Romeo. But Big I Romeo. Big Romeo. <laughs> Medium size Romeo. <laughs> and then by the age of 25, he had been nominated for 17 and won eight Grammys. Damn. Wow. Have you heard the theory that he's not actually blind? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have. <laughs> Which is funny, but also fucked up. I know. <laughs> it is. It would be, honestly, like, just gold Yeah, to find out that he wasn't blind and he just kept it going. Well, and at this point, yeah. he's in his 70s. Right. The long con. Like, it's like, you know what? I'm not even mad. You duped the whole world. Mm-hmm. It would be even funnier if... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He was like just faking it from the beginning. Not yeah. even like like from birth. Yeah. Just like, nope, can't see <laughs> yeah. that. Oh yeah, six months old. Just like, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not tracking shit. I'm not stacking <laughs> blocks. I can't see them. <laughs> Fuck this. Bring Your me my food. Games are stupid. <laughs> but he was smart. like, I can see the whole time. Yeah. Probably. That would be honestly really funny. I know. I wouldn't. Yeah, again, not even mad. Mm-mm. So, some other musical prodigies. Frederick Chopin wrote his first composition at age seven. I don't know if it was any good or not. <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> Uh, Bjork recorded her first album at the age of 11, which I guess technically, according to the definition, doesn't count because she wasn't under 10. No, maybe she wrote it before she was 11. It still counts to me because I love her. She's 57. She still looks like she's 11. (laughs) I know, but I was just like, Bjork's not allowed to get old. No. And Yo-Yo Ma started playing, performing the cello at age four and a half. Was it a full-size cello? It had to be tiny. I should get a widow one. He's standing up, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a little cello. That's cute. Yeah. The the girl from uh the horror pops, Patricia Day, she's like real short. Yeah. And so her husband custom makes her upright bases. Oh, because cool. regular ones are too tall for her. They're so tall. Yeah. So she's got to have a, a little one. That's cute. I know. Or you just play a regular bass like a normal person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's cool. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. And then uh, Vincenzo Bellini started studying music theory at the age of two and playing the piano at the age of three. Which, like, <laughs> studying music theory? Yeah. Did he decide to do that? He could not have. So his parents were like, we need a prodigy. Yeah. Come on, man. Pick, also, pick something. I love the name Vincenzo. It's good. He also good had name. a really ridiculous name that I thought about including, but I was mm-hmm. like, no, it's too long. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> This whole episode is us saying really long names. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) And go. It was a good one. Very um, Italian. Go look it up. So to get away from the world of music, Mm. we've got Blaise Pascal. Good name. Who's another super famous child prodigy. Yeah. He was born June 19th, 1623. And after his mother died, his father was like, you know what? I'm not sending you to school anymore. I'm going to be totally in charge of your and your sister's education. I'm just going to homeschool you. Yeah. Because his dad was also like a super famous mathematician. So he's like, I'll just, I can do it. But he's like, I don't want, I think it's important if you master Greek and Latin first before I send you into the world of math and science. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? So they hadn't even really been like exposed to mathematics yet. Yeah. But he still discovered on his own that the interior angles of a triangle always add up to the sum of two right angles, which is like. It was known in the math world. It wasn't yeah. like a groundbreaking thing. But he was 12 and no one had taught him this. He just, just like figured oh. it out on his own. So everybody was like, oh shit, you're good at math too, just like your old man. Man, mathematicians are really obsessed with triangles. Yeah. They're so nice. Why do we learn so much about triangles in school? Why is know. that like the... There's just so many triangular equations. I guess. Bro, it's a triangle. Well, because there's... They, you know... They're so contained. <laughs> but there's also different kinds of them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this isn't the let's complain about math podcast, but. No. I just never understood the shit that we learned. There is a lot of important math to learn day to day, but I was like, sure. I don't need to graph a line. No. 
Like, I'm just not going to use that. No. I still have, I mean, it, uh, not to trivialize, but I have, like, the slightest PTSD about the word slope. Yeah. Because of an algebra teacher that I had in high school who she just said slope so many times <laughs> that I was like, and I was, like, failing that class because yeah. I wasn't good at math. I was like, I never want to hear the word slope ever again. I just, I wanted a practical application. I was like, yeah. this is all so theoretical. Like, yeah. why do I, who who does use this? Even if I, there is an answer, but I was never given an answer. So I was right. like, this all feels so theoretical. Like, right. why are we doing this? I mean, I do use the equations that are like, you know, 10 plus B equals 15. You sure. know, like, yeah, that kind of shit you use on a daily basis, yeah. but not like, and fractions and ratios and sure there's numbers everywhere i don't give a fuck about <laughs> but I don't the care. angles of a goddamn triangle no i agree we... i'm not an architect right like i can't imagine how many people need this yeah i had a teacher in middle school who she was trying so hard to like you know she's like we're gonna figure out the area of something that you can't see given like the dimension you know there was just that you know of course that one kid in class like why would we ever yeah need that she was like okay well what do you have what if you have a lawnmower and you don't know how much gas it holds it's like you pour gas into it until it's full you yeah. just use your eyeballs and then you stop and if you want to know for next time you just keep track of how much gas you put in it before you stop you don't I don't need to like yeah, there's a math much it out. easier workaround for a lot of these things. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mathematicians. Like there there is, are important applications. Yeah, there are applications. Like a landscaper. Yeah. I'm sure needs to know these things. Anybody who does any sort of design, architecture, building. Sure. But like, why does every single person need to know it? You know what every single person needs to know? How to fucking do money. Sign language. <laughs> Sign language. Yeah. <laughs> How to do money. How to do money. Taxes. What yeah. is a tax? I don't even know. I don't know either. <laughs> anyway. Tangent. I Tangential. No, oh. Oh. <laughs> Sign. <laughs> Slope. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just... It, I know it's, like, cool and um, basic to, like, dunk on math, but I, it just... It's one of those things that like could have been interesting if it was taught well, but there was just so much of it that we learned and then immediately forgot. Yeah, for so long. And there are yeah, there are so many other things that we could have been learning. And it just felt what like to do if you get pulled over. One of those subjects that was like, why do I need to learn this? Because I say so. Right. Yeah, which just puts your work for sets me. you against it. Yeah. yeah, unless you're unless you get it immediately. Yeah. And I just I never got it, and it was one of those things that was like okay. You've explained to me how to do this, you know, how how it works. And I understand with this set of numbers. And then you gave me a new set of numbers. And I was like, I've got the wrong answer. And I thought I knew. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. Oh, my God. And what is the point? And what is the point? Just to frustrate and make me cry and make my mom mad at me. <laughs> Just to make parents mad at their children. That seemed to be the point. But you know who loves math? Mr. Pascal. Blaise Pascal. He started publishing papers at the age of 15 that were apparently so good and interesting that Rene Descartes, like the yeah. the one, uh -huh. was like, this is bullshit. Some kid didn't write this. Your dad wrote it. Oh. And he was like, no, nah, I swear. It was me. <laughs> it was me. Which, I don't know why you would write papers and then pass them off as your son. 
don't know. Yeah, to I be guess. Like, he is also a cool mathematician guy. Like, if you're getting Rene Descartes' like attention, I think you would want to be like, that was me. Hey, fuck that kid. Rene? <laughs> <laughs> me. All me, buddy. Let's debate. But he's like, no, it's my son. He also invented one of the first mechanical calculating machines yes. called a Pascaline, which is cool. It's cool oh. to have something named after you. Pascaline is a... That's cool. No, yeah, it's a nice name. Speaking of things that are named after him, a theorem, Pascal's theorem, which is about fucking triangles. No, no actually, it's about hexagrams. And who cares? A whole college in France. Place Pascal University. Great. And Pedro. And <laughs> Pedro is named after him <laughs> retroactively. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Anyway. And then because I wanted to include some ladies on this list. Yeah, damn, they're smart too. There are so many, like, so many child prodigies. Most of them were boys. Well, yeah, because that's who gets recognized. I know. Yeah. And it's really frustrating because it's like, I'm sure there were girls who were just as smart and it was mm-hmm. like, don't read a book. Yeah. You'll turn your brain into mush. You'll start or having ideas. their genius was shown in ways that were not... Uh, you know expected maybe yeah you know yeah they were like ah yes have your son write a letter to Rene Descartes and then we'll burn your daughter for being a witch (laughs) can't have this god truly she figured out how to do this cool double hem stitch and she must have learned that from Satan (laughs) but good job math boy (laughs) pretty much so anyway I put this little girl she is 14 now Oh, in 2009. I know she's still she's still a kid. Yeah. Cool. Um, her name is Sumire, I think. Mm. Nakamura. She's Japanese. She's the youngest female professional Go player in the world. She started playing professionally at the age of ten. Yep. I thought it was really cute because it specified that she was ten years and one month old. Oh, okay. Beating the previous youngest player mm. who was eleven years and eight months old oh <laughs> it's like you gotta really get specific when yeah you're that young yeah by quite a margin mm-hmm. i've never played go is that the black and white one i think so. yeah i don't know it's really old yeah but i'm not sure i've only know one person who played it and he tried to explain but it was our former roommate dj42 oh and yeah. he's impossible to listen to explain anything yeah mm-hmm. even if you want to know the answer it just didn't stick. <laughs> just throwing so. words at your head. Bouncing <laughs> so I don't right know off. anything about Go. Yeah. Um, I know what I learned is that you, they have like different levels. And if you, when you first start out, you're a first Dan or Don, D-A-N. And then you can go all the way up to a nine Dan player. And so her dad was a nine Dan player and that, started teaching her. That means very good? Yeah. Okay. The best. Best oh. you can get. Okay. Um, And so she started playing with him at the age of three. Oh. And then started competing in national tournaments at the age of seven and then became a professional player at the age of 10. Damn. Which is tight. Oh, actually, other little child geniuses. That kid that I sent you on Instagram. Oh, yeah. The, who said he used to be. He used to be. Uh, oh, God. Who was it? Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. 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 That was so cute. Okay. He, so his yeah Instagram is he's like seven yeah yeah and he just makes clothes yeah he started his his mom said he started sewing at the age of four yeah and they were like 
he just he was sitting at the table and he was like i need a mannequin and they were like but you've never sewn anything before and he was like because i don't have a mannequin yeah and so they got him one and he just started creating clothes and yeah like, and he's created clothes for like celebrities yeah and yeah definitely a child prodigy Absolutely. or just gucci reincarnated i mean maybe he says he is yeah still maintains why not that's pretty cool that'd be kind of tight to get to be reincarnated <laughs> And be like, I still had shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another human. The world of fashion is a mess. Give me another human and let me remember. And they're like, that's not usually how it works. And he's like, I'm Gucci. God damn it. <laughs> like, okay, but you're going to be a little kid. With an incredible head of hair. Yes. It's fine. He's so cute. As long as I'm not a zebra. His Instagram is Max. No, Couture to the Max. Oh, yeah. God, that's adorable. Because his name is Max. Yeah. yeah. If anybody wants to look him up. Yeah, go check it out. He's cute. Well, I think all I've learned today is that I'm not a genius. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good at anything. It's okay. Most people aren't. Oh, good. The list of child prodigies (laughs) was very short. So, yeah. You know. It wouldn't be special, I guess, if we were all smart. It's true. But there, as we discussed, there Mm -hmm. are lots and lots of ways to be smart. That's true. You're right. Uh, how how are you smart? Oh, I was just saying, I'm not good at any of them. <laughs> hmm. Oh, you put me on the spot. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're very good at baking. Thank you. I think I'm, I don't know if this counts. I think it's in a kind of intelligence. I think I'm very good at seeing both sides of a situation. Yeah. Which is good and also bad. Sure. Sometimes. Yeah. You just are, You just want to make a decision. <laughs> Yeah, I you're can. Like, I can see all the merits. Yeah, anything of could be good, but it's good for uh, mediating and empathy. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I am weirdly good with time. Yeah. And I, th- I actually think that a, that was an acquired skill. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I think I have a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, I am kind of lucky, thankfully, because many times. Once I got a flat tire when I was um, 17 on my way to my job, which was like 20 minutes from my house, and I got a flat tire, and my dad had to come change the tire, and I was still early for work. <laughs> and I left at the normal time. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think my acquired skill is from being a server. Mm-hmm. And just like, you just know when, when food should be ready. Yeah. After a certain point. Yeah. And I'm really good at being like, I will be there in seven minutes. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Or I'll check a timer at work now with hair and I'll have set a timer for like 20 minutes and I'll look at it with 11 seconds left. Yeah. You know, like I I can feel time pretty well. Yeah. Which is a useful skill. Absolutely. You probably, I would imagine that you started out with a good base foundation and then Mm -hmm. just through practice and useful application. I mean, I don't use it very often so yeah but yeah i remember your ex <laughs> and his ability to like pick something up and be like this weighs about six ounces and yeah just know yeah you know, just from hefting it because yeah. he was like i worked at a grocery store mm-hmm. yeah i'm know. also pretty good with spatial reasoning too i can usually look at a piece of furniture at a store and be like oh this will fit in this spot in my house yeah without having to measure it yeah pretty good at that i like to think i'm good at that which i, I think i've done that if it's if i already have it like kind of around be like yeah that's about the same size but then also sometimes i drive past the patch of grass that used to be my middle school and i'm like there's no fucking way that a middle school used to be there too small yeah 
I remember when they tore that down. Yeah. And I was like, full of asbestos. Where did that fit? I know. I'm like, no, you tell me the two years of my life and all those emotions and a whole gymnasium used to be on this patch of grass. Absolutely yeah. not. 100, 100%. Very not accurate. Strange. Anyway, maybe tell, we are geniuses. We are geniuses. We're so good at podcasting. Tell us, dear listeners, what you are. How are you smart? What are you good at? What are your skills? Yeah, what's your genius? I want to know. And in the meantime, you can listen to all of our other episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, etc., etc. You know the drill. Yeah, and you can join us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Replay Rewind Podcast, where we have bonus episodes with bonus content. Where we say bonus words. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. We'll shout out your name on the show. Speaking of which, we have a new patron. It's my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Which is very exciting. I know. About fucking time. So thank you. I mean, thanks, Russell. Thank you, Russell. (laughs) So if you want to be cool like him, you get a sticker in the mail. I mean, you know what? Go to Patreon. A hundred percent of your brothers are patrons and <laughs> are cool zero percent of mine are so you know what good job russell that's true and you have way more brothers i know I we could be making so much more money <laughs> to start talking it, to those three that i don't talk to <laughs> hey how have you been i have a podcast so <laughs> go check it out check out all the bonus episodes they're over there and they're great um we've got a new thing that we're doing soon we're oh, getting yes. getting it together I forgetting i need to get into that that i'm very excited for so that will be launching any day now as soon as bucket snake gets their shit together <laughs> listen so that'll be cool that'll be over on patreon i'm not even gonna tell you about it it's just fun go a check surprise. it out it's a surprise um you can also go to our coffee page we've got physical merch that you can hold in your little hands magnets pins etc stickers stickers off-white sprite yeah <laughs> cases of off-white sprite that we have been hoarding since the 80s it's all in there yep uh that's it is that it in the meantime stay fresh geniuses <laughs> don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay rewind reclassify your name Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.